it is Adam, and we had the opportunity to talk to Oliver Francis over Zoom video. Oliver was born and raised in a small town in Missouri, and he talked about how he got into music. His dad is a guitar player, and Oliver picked up drums at a very early age. He played in the church band for a while. And from a very early age as well, like after performing in front of people at church, he knew he wanted to be a quote-unquote rock star. He played in different bands through middle school and high school, eventually forming his solo project, Oliver Francis. He talked about how he got his career off the ground by just releasing a bunch of videos and songs and constantly putting out content. He told us a story about his first flight, his first time ever on a plane, flying out to New York City to meet an A&R rep. He told us how he signed his record deal with Copeless Records, which is a funny story, and all about his brand new EP he has coming out called Ollie FM. You can watch our interview with Oliver Francis on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. We'd love it if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Oliver Francis. My name's Adam, and this is all about you and your journey in music. Yeah, sick. <laughs> cool, cool. I just checked out your new song. It just came out today, right, friends? Yeah, it came out at midnight last night. I love it, man. I just listened to it a couple times. Thank you. Thank you. I had fun making it, for sure. <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah, we'll get into that. Um, tell me, first off, where were you born and raised? I was born in Columbia, Missouri, and I was raised about 15 minutes south of there in a very small town called Ashland, Missouri. Ashland, Missouri. What was it like growing up there? Um, safe. Um, okay. That's I like good, a, right? <laughs> yeah, I had like a very, like, you know, very privileged uh, middle class upbringing for sure. Um, I couldn't have asked for a better uh, childhood and should honestly like uh you know i was just into like skateboarding and punk rock and rap music and and all of that shit so uh that's cool yeah it was dope was it I, i'm from san diego i was big in this that's how i got into music skateboarding and you know the watching the videos and you know toy yeah. machine videos and misfits and made and all that stuff but yeah. um was skateboard coming from a small town like that was skateboarding a big thing there uh no not necessarily it was like uh no, everyone there is very like conservative, a uh, lot of like redneck types and that kind of thing, but also not. There's a lot of just like, you know, middle-class people there, but no, the, the skateboarders were few and far between and we stuck together for sure. Sure. Was yeah. it like, were there a lot of spots to go to? Like, I, I can imagine like being in a small town, like if you're like waxing up some re like some planner in somebody's front yard, yeah. they're going to come out and like have your ass, I would think. Yeah. Yeah, that was, very, that was very much the case. We had like a, a church though with a big parking lot that would was like super cool with letting oh, us. That's rad. That's yeah, really rad to have. Yeah, that's where we would like link up and stuff. That's cool. That's cool. So I did see your dad's a musician, correct? Yes. Yeah, my whole family are musicians. Oh, everybody. Yeah. Talk to me about that. Like, how is that how you kind of got into music? Yeah, definitely. Like as long as I can remember, I wanted to uh be like a rock star or whatever uh so like you know like I, my mom has like a crayon drawing i did of like a dude with a mohawk and like a fucking like a gibson explorer <laughs> and like, like so that's really all i've ever uh like as long as i've 
can remember, I've wanted to like be on stage, play music, you know, that kind of thing for sure. Um, so yeah, I got into my, I was raised in like a very like a secular kind of church, uh, like a non-denominational kind of church. Uh, and, uh, I played drums with my dad. Um, I tried to play guitar at first, but my fingers were too small. So then I, uh, he got me a drum set and I played drums with him in church. And, uh, I was just oh, always, cool. around, yeah, I was just always around musicians. And then eventually like fifth and sixth grade, uh, grew some and I could actually like play power chords and that kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, all from, uh, like very like classic rock and like, uh, secular worship music kind mm-hmm. of, uh, introduction to, to music and, uh, yeah, that kind of led me here. Sure. I've spoken to a lot of people that got their start in, in the church. I mean, it's, you already have like a built like an audience, right? You're playing in front of probably hundreds of people right away. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It was definitely like, uh, you know, I was on stage for sure. sure. Yeah. It's not like you're, your first, you're not going out and playing to three people. Right. <laughs> like you, you at least have, you know, a large gathering, I would assume of people. There yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was cool. It was definitely a good like intro into live music for sure. How old are you when you started playing drums? Oh shit. I don't even know, man. I want to say like, I could have been anywhere from eight to 10, maybe I think. Okay. So fairly young, really? Yeah, definitely. And I'm sure before that I was like, like if we had like a family reunion, all my dad's brothers are musicians. So like there would always be like gear and, and everybody would jam and shit. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. Do you yeah. have any siblings that play? Uh, I have an older sister, but she doesn't play any instruments. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. That was just kind of like my thing. You and your dad. That's rad. So you, yeah. you, you would jam together? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And my mom uh, can sing and she can play a little piano, but I was always around like, like my mom was always harmonizing to anything she would be listening to and, and same with my dad. So uh, yeah, it's just all I know, honestly. That's cool. That's cool. From the church band, did you eventually form like a band with friends or what yeah. was the next like project you yeah, had? Yeah. I was in like my first band band, which was like a cover band. Like we, you know, we would do like, like uh, damn it by Blink-182. Oh, cool. <laughs> so I, w- I did that in like sixth grade. I think I was like 11 years old and uh-huh. uh, yeah. And like uh, crazy enough, like the drummer in that band in sixth grade is now the keyboard player in my band now. Really? Yeah. So like I've been writing with, I mean, I've been with the same people for almost my entire life. That's really cool. That's, yeah, that is really cool. Yeah. Um, so you've been writing with him for this project currently? No, I, I write everything by myself. Um, okay. So like the band is more like a kind of hired gun thing, especially cause like we just started doing the band this year. We haven't even played a show yet. Um, but like we're taking all the songs and like uh, fucking re re uh, what's the word composing them kind right. of into like a full band setting. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Rad. Okay, well, t- tell me how you got your start from there from that cover band. Obviously, you started writing your own music, and when did you start yeah, yeah. performing your own music in front of people? Yeah, so that was like sixth grade, and then from sixth grade to like eighth grade we did the band thing. I probably wrote a few songs in that time. And then my freshman year, um, my, my drummer slash keyboard player, he moved away and he was like my real, like musical friend. I had another friend named Zach HD though, who 
he ended up like being in my bands in like eighth grade and then through high school. Okay. And, um, and then we linked with like some of my older sister's friends. So like we were freshmen and they were seniors, but we all like had the same music taste. Uh-huh. So we ended up forming a band with them and, uh, and, and, uh, like we never recorded anything or anything like that, but uh, we, we had, we started writing like original songs. It was very like early 2000s emo is like mm-hmm. totally my musical background for sure. Like, and, sure. and, and then like late nineties pop punk and that kind of thing. But uh, so, yeah, so I, I got in a band with them and we would play shows and we, I don't know, we probably had like four originals. And then uh, after that, after that freshman year, it was, they, they all graduated high school. So then it was kind of hard to, to like have a real band. So all through high school, I was pretty much like battling having band members, especially living in Ashland because mm-hmm. it's such a small town. Um, and even to this day, like, I don't really know a lot of musicians, like, and, and for me, it was always like, there was no other option really like uh, music was all i wanted to do and and a lot of the guys i would fuck with were like chasing girls or or partying and and i did that stuff too but music was always the number one thing so then i i kind of fell out with like having a band and shit and then um uh are you familiar are you familiar with american football Mm -hmm. yeah i love that band like all those early email bands yeah yeah so then i I, I, somewhere along the line, I discovered Mike Kinsella as Owen after American football. Cause I'm sure they broke up like a year after I was born or something, but uh-huh. they actually, actually they put out a song recently. Did you know that they like oh, yeah. break, got back together and put out a song? Yeah. Yeah. They put out like two LPs in the past few years, I think. Oh, they have, I, I <laughs> caught, I mean, I heard a song of their, or I remember seeing that they put a record out. This is a, like three or four years ago. I got you. Um, yeah. But, but so I didn't I, follow him further after that. Apparently <laughs> I found Mike Kinsella and he called him his acoustic project Owen. Okay. And, and for some reason I thought it was super cool that he just called it a name and it was mm-hmm. just him playing guitar. And I had always been into like dashboard and stuff. So I was always like writing acoustic songs on a guitar and then so i was like oh that's cool and i was like an impressionable kid and i just copied him and i was like okay well i'm gonna call my shit an o name and so that's where oliver came from oh interesting yeah and then um shit what where did i go after that so i was still struggling to be in bands and then i graduated high school and i formed a band um that was kind of the same song and dance but like i stuck with it for a little longer um but it was kind of the same, like fighting band members to stay in, in the band mm-hmm. um, and like to show up to practice and shit like that. So um, I was doing that. And, and then that was probably like 2012 to 2014, I think. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then 2015, um, a girl I had been seeing off and on for like my entire, like, adolescence like through high school and stuff she was like mm-hmm. my friend on and off um well shit let me back up some more even so i was in the band i was in Treebeard, and and then i was making i was always making remixes on soundcloud too oh okay i was taking like fucking uh like 
like a soldier boy acapella or some shit and putting it over like a, a, a video game, like a final fantasy. Uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. And like flipping it and putting trap drums on it. And I was always kind of doing that in the background. And I kind of built up a little following on SoundCloud doing that. And like, that was really hot back then was like, like, and this was like 2014, I want to say 2013. Mm-hmm. And like, it was all like, uh, like Young Lean and like Bones and and those guys were starting to come up and this whole SoundCloud thing was happening. And all They all had their producers that they work with and all the producers were coming up on SoundCloud. And so I kind of was fitting into that, but like I didn't have a face on it. There's no image to it, you know, it was very much like just for fun. Mm-hmm. And, and I had always been super interested in rap music and I always kind of made rap music in the background as like this guilty pleasure thing. Mm-hmm. And, 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 uh, so the girl I was seeing at the time after that, she was, she liked my remixes and stuff and thought they were super cool. And then, uh, um, I had a rap song that I had uploaded and deleted like quite a few times. Cause like, I would like put it up and then I'd get high and I'd get like marijuana induced in anxiety. Oh yeah. Paranoid. <laughs> You're like, uh... what am I doing? This is embarrassing. Like I'm a broke ass white boy from the Midwest. I'm you know and but then she at some point was like that song is tight and and that uh went a long way with me because i really valued her opinion and so i was like okay well if she thinks it's tight maybe it is tight and then uh, it was like end of 2014 the band was falling apart again and i was like well she thinks it's tight so maybe i should really pursue this and i saw I saw like Bones and and Xavier Wolf and all these guys making like all these DIY rap videos on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And um, I kind of saw a place for myself in that because before then, when I was like deleting rap music, it was very much this rap music was very much like a a major label type thing, you know? Right. So, So like there wasn't really DIY rap. I mean, there was, there was always like three, six mafia and stuff, but those guys had, you know, they were popping um still so so there was there was no it, there was no like struggle rapper that was cool that you were mm-hmm. like oh he, he he doesn't really have all this money but it's cool right but then that kind of started happening so i saw a place for myself in that and uh yeah so then 2015 i just started pursuing oliver francis um and putting it out there as hard as i could and and i was seeing like bones and like lil b and all these dudes and um they, they, they put out a, a ton of content. Like they were like saturating the internet with this shit. Um, and, and that really inspired me. I was like, I was like, okay, so and I don't even know if I ever really sat down and thought about it, but this is what I was doing. I, I started making a song mm-hmm. with the intention to make it, to make a music video for it. So I would, I would every month, I was going to upload once a month on my YouTube mm-hmm. every month. I would, I would just, make a song, sit down on one song and get the song done and then go shoot a video. And I, I had a camera um, that one of my bandmates had left with me, like kind of abandoned his camera with me. And so I I just gave it like to my friends at that point, I kind of took a lot of, I took a few of the friends that I really knew I could depend on, like Mm -hmm. my friend AJ and my friend Christ and my friend Zach gears, like, they they were they weren't musicians, but they were like you know we were tight as fuck. I could count on them for anything. Sure. So then, 
I took those guys and I was like, okay, I'm going to put my friends in these videos. I'm going to have, I just hand the camera to AJ and I'd be like, I'm going to do a performance, try to keep it in focus, float it around a little bit. No idea what the fuck we were doing. Um, and so, yeah, so that I just did that. And, and I don't know. I, I think that a lot of people, it resonated with a lot of people think that they liked that. We didn't know what we were doing. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I think that a lot of people, could see themselves in it and see their friends in it and they saw the camaraderie between me and my homies and and yeah so that's pretty much that's pretty much from then to now and then and then so those youtube videos started were obviously working is that what yeah kind of drew your name okay yeah n- never like uh i've never had anything like blow up overnight like right like ever like i've never i've never like gone to bed and woke up and been like oh my god it's got a million views oh my god it's cracking like i've definitely had stuff that like went faster than other stuff but everything i've done has been a very slow burn but so it's it's just weird like i never had like a holy shit we're popping now right but it's i mean for a career wouldn't you probably want what you have as far as like i mean you have a ton of streams and a ton of views and it's to have it like organically grow is much better than waking up and being like, Oh, I have 10 million plays. And then the next song you put out, like, you know, gets a thousand. <laughs> right. Yeah. Without a doubt. So, um, it's incredible, honestly, man. And, uh, yeah. So now, now I'm here and it's like, I bought a house off of music. Like I've been all over the world and that's and, so cool. Uh, it's surreal, man. It's crazy. And do you feel like due to the internet, it was you, I mean, it must have been harder of thinking, like, if you came from a small town to, like, be like, how am I going to get yeah, my name out to this massive world? But, yeah. I mean, with the internet now, it's everyone's kind of accessible in that sense. Yes. A I little did. bit. But, I mean, this internet's oversaturated. Not saying that, like, oh, it's easier, but. Yeah, yeah. It's harder you know now. What I mean? But, yeah, no, definitely. I, uh, like, going back to, like, seeing Bones and Lil B and all those guys and how they were saturating the internet, that was another thing I was like. I was like, I'm going to make it so when you Google Oliver Francis, you get me. No, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That was like right. part of the plan. It was like, because I feel like that's the thing a lot of kids do. They're like, oh, I want to rap. And it's like this short-lived thing. They make one song, they make one video. But like for me, it was like, you're going to search Oliver Francis and you're going to be able to watch me for a good hour. Like you'll be, I wanted you to be able to go down a YouTube hole of like my shit, my videos, my music. Mm-hmm. So um, that played into it a lot. I think that that, that hustle really worked for me and, uh, yeah. And, and, and now I'm here. <laughs> yeah. How did you stay like, um, like how did you persevere as far as like, okay, I'm going to put out all these videos. Like what was there like a moment that it kind of started to work in the sense of like, Oh, like this song kind of took off enough to where, it was like a little victory or like a little milestone that you're like, okay, that gave me the, the little push to keep going. Yeah, definitely. Um, I feel like it wasn't for a while. Like the first, the first video that I had that really got cracking was a song called wavy. And uh, I feel like it did like, it got to like 300,000 views pretty quick, mm-hmm. like maybe a month or two months. And then, and like going back to how slow, like how it was a slow burn, like, that was cracking and then like i'd be back and i don't know how many videos i made leading up to that but Mm. and it's like i'm going back to these old videos and they're like hitting a hundred thousand and they're hitting two hundred thousand you know so Mm it's it's like at first it was like oh we got three thousand views like 
you know, that's not crazy. But then that video that had 3000 views now a year later has a hundred thousand views or 200,000. Oh, Cause people are finding that once like wavy, for example, and then they're going yeah. back into your catalog and watching videos that they had yeah. never seen before. Yes, definitely. Cause like going back to the saturation in the YouTube whole thing, it's like you find this and, and apparently that song, people like that song and then like, okay, I'll go check out more shit from mm -hmm. this artist. And I had more, sh I'd put in, the time the time for, right yeah for them to have more shit to go back and check out yeah going back to like a viral moment right it's like if you had a viral moment overnight and you didn't have anything prior or maybe one song prior then people would have been like oh like we love this and then you're you're they're either like you're trying to catch up to keep putting stuff out but it having that like bank of great material that people can just go oh and then i found this rad video from him and then this one and then this one right right yeah, yeah. kind of digging back into your catalog yeah, helped immensely for sure. Just, just putting in the time and and making the content and and having fun doing it for sure. Mm -hmm. From from the six set, like when like from Wavy, for example, like when did you get reached out to from like from a label like Hopeless? You're signed to Hopeless, which is probably a huge big moment for you. I mean, the bands that are on that roster, if you're into the emo punk rock scene, yeah. is like yeah. I mean, it's like top notch of all those bands. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Or did they reach out to you pretty quickly or like when did that happen? Yeah, I feel like it was like like around New Year's 2016 or 2017. Um, I got I had never been on a plane before and I got flown to New York to meet with an A&R. And that was that was the first time I got on a plane. First time. No, I had been to New York one time on tour with a shitty band. But um, yeah, so. I would say around New Year's 2016, wow. I think. So you, okay. So you had toured prior to this project, but just nothing in the Just barely. Capacity. Yeah. I mean, capacity very, like, you know? very like crust punk basement type shows. You know what I mean? Like. That's like, rad though. I'm sure you, that was probably still a lot of fun. Oh yeah. I cherish that for sure. Yeah. Wow. Right. What was it like going on a plane for the first time? And then knowing where you're headed, like you're, I'm headed to New York to meet an A&R guy. Yeah. Like your dreams tough. are coming true. Yeah. It was fucking scary flying. I was like 23 and never been on a plane. <laughs> so I was like, this is insane. And then also we're flying out of Missouri. So it was like this fucked up little, little, like two rows, just, just. Oh, like a small little plane. Yeah. Super small, super <laughs> fucking small plane. And. Uh, <laughs> oh man. I've been on one of those once and that was enough for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I've flown a million it, times. <laughs> yeah, it was all right. Like, uh, you know, like what you were saying, like I was going to like meet with a record label and like all this, you know, I, I shot a video in New York city and it was, uh, like a, a local dude shot the video and took us around New York. And it was, it was sick. Honestly, it was like a kind of a movie moment a little bit. Sure. Wow. Yeah. And then you obviously signed with hopeless and, What's the first thing they do for you? Do you put an EP out or do they want to get you on the road, get you in front of people? Uh, no, I signed with them in the middle of the pandemic. And oh, you did? So you this was all prior to signing List Hopeless, this this trip to New York. Yeah, yeah. I okay, sorry, I'm going ahead of myself. Oh, you're good. But I, I was independent till right when the pandemic happened. I didn't even have management till, I don't know, six months before the pandemic happened. Wow. Um, okay. Well tell me, so you get to New York, you get like wine and dine by the saying our guy or whatever. They're taking you around. And then what you just said, nah, I'm good. Uh, no, they, uh, the guy there, 
was a super nice guy and he was like i just don't think this is the right move and honestly i was glad at the time i was like i wasn't like crushed or anything it wasn't a big deal but like looking back i'm glad that i didn't sign with them because it was a huge major and i probably would have just got shelved and like sure it would have the thing that happens with the majors is like they sign a kid who's got a big viral moment and he has a ton of trajectory, but then he gets on the major and they, they hold everything up. Like I know people who are in this situation, they, they hold everything up. Mm -hmm. So if I would have signed to a major, it would have stifled my entire, the entire blueprint that got me to that point, you know, the right. saturating and yeah, you wouldn't out. been able to oversaturate anymore. Cause they're going to be like, no, you're not posting anymore. We're going to exactly. make sure we're going to come up with a game plan for your exactly. songs. Exactly. And, and in this day and age, uh, I just, that's not a great way I think to go about shit with the, how accessible everything is. Like you can't, nobody cares. I mean, depending on who you are, but people don't care so much about a full length project. They don't care. You know, you can't tour off the back of an album for two or three years. Like they just want, they want a new song. They want something new as often as possible. So looking back, I'm glad that that didn't, that didn't happen because I think that, I mean, who, who knows, you know, I could have, it could have gone through the roof, but at the same time, I know a lot of people who signed with majors and they're in that situation where they had a big moment and they didn't follow it up quick enough. Um, and but, yeah, I mean, just to, to your credit, man, I mean, it, it doesn't look like you needed it. Right. I mean, yeah. you, to get those many views and, and have the, the success you were having without that support, it's yeah. like, well, I'm, I, I feel like now it's interesting because of the internet. And I mean, once you kind of get on people's radar, it's like, you almost don't need the, I mean, the funds I'm sure would be nice and the backing yeah. as far as the money goes and the yeah. distribution, but like you could kind of do it yourself. If you, if you are at a million plays, it's like, okay, now, well, what are you going to do for me? Not like, what can you do? What? Yeah. It's like, you can almost flip the script on them a little yeah, bit. Definitely. Especially, <laughs> uh, it's, and like the same thing with like, I know people who like live in LA and they just, they don't need to like, uh, you know, like I live in Missouri and my rent is so fucking cheap. And I, I did all of this from Missouri. Like you just like, where, where are A&R's, discovering people at shows no dude they're swiping through tiktok now mm -hmm. like that's that's where music is being discovered is right like, so just sit just live somewhere where it's cheap and and post <laughs> like <laughs> honestly that, that's what i did like i just posted on youtube so uh, that's so funny so all the records you're making are right out of your house or you're right here right here no way yeah. I, I mean, I've done studio sessions. I literally just was in LA for two weeks doing studio sessions, but uh, yeah, everything, everything that I've put out so far, I recorded in my bedrooms in shitty apartments and a shitty duplex and now here in my house. So that's incredible. Yeah. That's just wow. With yeah. touring and stuff like early or pre pandemic, was it hard to book tours or did you have a booking agent or tell me about getting on the road the first time? I got an agent luckily very early on. Um, okay. Like when I was, when I was, I want to say like 2016, 2017, an agent called me and, or emailed me. We got on the phone they wanted to work together. And so, yeah, that, that happened pretty quickly. And then um, I pretty, I never really did any support. Um, I pretty much always just did little small headliners. Mm -hmm. um, 
but it's dope. I had a great time because I got to bring artists that I fucked with and, Mm -hmm. and the shows were all like intimate and, and we were touring in like a sprinter, which was very, you know, cool. It's like a, a better van. Right. It's the tall, like Mercedes. Yeah. Yeah. Mercedes. I think we had a Ford, but, uh, (laughs) but yeah, it was was very dope. It was very like familiar a little bit, you know? Uh Um, so it was cool. Yeah. Very early on, I got a booking agent. Thank God. Cause I know artists who are like on my level who never got a booking agent. Mm-hmm. It's and, kind of one thing that you'd want, right? Just because at least they could take over the scheduling the shows and the venues and all that. Yeah. yeah and routing like, and all that fun stuff. Yeah. And just like to get out there and tour, you know, um, getting out there and touring is like one of the best things you can do as an artist is, is make a face to face connection with, with fans. So, uh, yeah, that was dope. Very grateful that that happened. Well, how did that affect you in your career as far as COVID went? I mean, were you on the road when that happened? No, I was okay. at home. I was at home. I don't think I had any plans to tour even because I was, I was, yeah, I didn't have any plans to tour because I had, uh, I was working out. We were in like a bidding war with two labels. Oh, okay. Hopeless said that they would sign me in and without buying my back catalog, which was huge for me. And I think says a lot about them because every other label I ever talked to was like, we want to buy your back catalog or there's no deal. So, so we want to own everything you've done up until this point. Right. And they give you a big advance, but I would rather have passive income and like the potential to make money off that. So, so that went a long way with me uh, signing with them, but no, I wasn't going on tour. I was just working out that. And then I, ended up signing with hopeless. And then it was kind of like my management was like, we don't need to fucking worry about tour. We need to work on this LP or whatever we're going to do with hopeless. So then I was just like locked down writing and uh, I started exercising really hard. And honestly, like being in Missouri um, lockdown was pretty chill. Like, you know, cause everything is spread apart. There's like, you know, it's not like, Los Angeles or New York. It's not, you know, right. It's a little bit more space in between people. Yeah. Yes. And, and so, um, yeah, I just took that time to write music and, and I got in really good shape and I got healthy and, uh, I don't know. I think I took advantage of it, uh, pretty well, but also again, like it was chill. I can't like my managers are in LA and they're like the, the, all the protests were happening and, and COVID was happening and they're like, dude, it's like, the end of the world out here like so it was pretty chill for me honestly well and it sounds like you're able to write this record that's coming out right yeah yeah for sure so that was all done over the course of this last year and a half yeah it's funny because like i i was working on that project which was very like conceptual and very um it had a very distinct it has a very distinct sound across the board but then um like just a few months ago I'm in here I got moved into here mm-hmm. and I I made friends the song that just came out and I was like oh fuck this sounds very much like I feel like it sounds very familiar to my past sounds and uh very true to like Oliver Francis and I think that fans will really like it and so then I was like I that inspired I, I kind of rediscovered a, a part of myself that you know I was 
I was trying all this new experimental stuff, but then I kind of rediscovered my love for what I had done and like how to make it better. And so then I was like, okay, I need to run with this. So then I told Hopeless, I'm putting, I want to put the whole album on pause and I want to work on this sound. And they were chill about it. And then I, I wrote five songs um, kind of based on that single on Friends. And now we're putting out an EP that kind of mm-hmm. sounds like that before going back to the LP. Oh, wow. Okay. So you have a whole concept record that's already what in the works or. Yeah, it's pretty well finished, I think, honestly, but uh, who knows? I, 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 I don't really know. I'm very like wishwashy and I change my mind. and shit. <laughs> like, I'll be like, we like submit something to DSPs and I'm like, the mix is fucked up. And then everybody is like, God damn it. oh that's funny well so then like friends and these the new songs that have came out recently they're going to be on your new ep right yeah yeah it's just called what ollie fm yeah yeah so that's and we're rolling it all out in singles because we want to kind of go back to what we were doing like this way i have more time instead of making all the songs sitting on them not putting shit out Mm -hmm. if we roll it all out in singles it's like okay i can work on this one up to the release and then put it out and i had time you know i can give each one individual like breathing space. Yeah. And just time to like work on it and build on it. Like rather mm-hmm. than being inactive and sit and sitting on it, like this song is done, but it's just sitting there because I'm working on the rest of the songs that accompany it. So we thought, well, let's just put them all out and kind of go back to what we were doing and be more consistent and more frequent with dropping videos and songs and that kind of thing. So I think they should all be out in September and then awesome. I'll be, and then I'll be back focused on the LP. Cool. And then oh, what about, so Friends is recorded in that house you're sitting in right now? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, just right What's here. What's it like to, I mean, so you recently went to a studio right now that you were talking about. Is, yeah, is yeah. That, is, how much different is it working in the studio versus having your freedom in your house? It's way different, dude. Um, it's like, I just have like five years experience like engineering myself. Uh-huh. And then like, Everybody uses a different DAW. I use FL Studio 10, which is some fucking prehistoric shit. (laughs) Some Jurassic program. (laughs) Yeah. So then I get in a studio with a guy who uses Ableton. And that's dope. Ableton sounds sick. I'm like, I always hear shit. I'm like, damn, that sounds dope. But but, uh, it's like I can't like jump on the computer and like, learn it or like fucking edit like oh right 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 near myself and and so like it's it's almost kind of like a barrier between me and the song a little bit because i'm like chop this pull it back know this know that you know so um but it's cool too it's 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 just a learning curve for sure and it's Mm -hmm. and it's interesting i mean you got to trust that there are people out there who are as good if not better than you uh, make music and they do it differently so uh with the studio sessions i just try to take it with a grain of salt and try to have fun mm-hmm. and uh not not put too much pressure on the situation like you know just just go in and make music with some other people and and have a good time doing it you know mm-hmm. with the, with these new songs or with this ep i guess it, this is all written over the course of the pandemic and it was just like you'd bang out a song in your room and then what send it over to them and kind of get that, an approval that, or put it out or yeah yeah the lp was over the course of the pandemic and then the ep i did like in the last like three months oh wow so this is super recent stuff 
Yeah. And essentially I like threw a wrench in like the label's entire plan and, <laughs> and they were totally cool with it and they got it and they were like, yeah, we think this is a great idea for you to put it all out of singles and all that kind of stuff. So it went well working with them is like a breeze. It's not, there's no pressure at all. Like they're, they've never said no to anything that I've done. They've just only, you know, tried to like uplift me and encourage me. So. That's cool. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. And, and you were able to sign with them over, was it strange signing to a, your first record label over what, like zoom or something? A little bit. I actually, I had eaten like an edible before I ate an edible and I was like fucking just ridiculous. Out of it. I, yeah. I was, laying, <laughs> I was laying in bed, like having an out of body experience and my manager texts <laughs> manager me and she's like, uh, the deal's done. And I was like, holy fuck. And I don't know what I said. I was probably like, okay, cool. I, I didn't even sign it. She signed it for me. <laughs> You're like, I can't even do this. <laughs> yeah. so it was like, I was like, okay, sick. And then she was like, do you want to sign it? And I was like, you could just do it for me. It was very like <laughs> underwhelming, <laughs> like incre incredibly underwhelming. And the next day I was like, dude, I was so high when you sent me that text. <laughs> but, uh, but hey, we're signed to a record label. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's super underwhelming. I think that's how a lot of it is though nowadays. Like, uh, like I know people who sign deals and then they like faked their like signing it like a video for instagram oh sure you know what i mean like it's all fucking smoke and mirrors man <laughs> that's funny yeah yeah because you'll see some people that have like a cake and all this stuff throw a big yeah, party yeah. and it's like is this real or did you just like come up with this 15 minutes ago yeah it was nothing <laughs> like that was, i was literally just like laying in bed yeah okay sign it let's do it that's cool yeah. well are you doing a big release for the ep or when it can when it becomes the EP after the five songs, are you gonna yeah, have anything yeah. planned? Yeah, exactly. We're gonna we're gonna have a party somewhere and I think the band will play. I'm not sure if I can give out the details. I'm not oh, cool. I don't know why I couldn't, but who knows? Somebody'll somebody'll tell me I can't somewhere. <laughs> but, but yeah, we're gonna have a little event and we're gonna have a good time and celebrate the music for sure. Cool. What about touring? Is that on the horizon or? Yeah, yeah, definitely. We're trying to go to the UK uh, right after the new year. And then I know we have something booked in the fall domestic. And uh, yeah, so 2022 for sure. We're back on the road. That must be pretty exciting. I would imagine. Yeah, definitely. Especially with the band and shit. Cause it's like, it's kind of nerve wracking a little bit. Cause before my show was very much like uh, I always brought like a, kind of like hardcore band energy to it you know very like crowd oriented like you mm -hmm. know we were just up there screaming and like the crowd is on stage and everybody's jumping off stage but now it's like we're actually like we have some musicianship and we're performing rather than doing like a insane karaoke thing <laughs> so uh yeah it's dope we're all super excited and it's all my homies who like 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 i said like like nico my keyboard player he was my drummer in my band in sixth grade and and then trace my drummer now like i've known him we went to the same like preschool and kindergarten like we were you know in and out of each other's lives the whole way and he was always in his bands and i was always in my bands and we were never really in a band together but we should have been kind of thing and now we are and uh yeah it's it's super dope honestly can't wait it's gonna be it's going to be a ton of fun for sure. That's cool. Super exciting, man. Well, 
Thank you so much for chatting with me today. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I have one more question before I let you go, though. I want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists. Advice for aspiring artists. Write as many songs as you can, first and foremost. Write as many songs as you can, because the second song you write is more than likely going to be better than the first song. Don't be too hard on yourself. So you're just starting out. You got to learn how to record yourself or some shit. You don't know. You don't know how the fuck to record yourself. Uh, so go in and, and don't worry about writing a hit song. Just go in and learn how to use, use the DAW. You know what I mean? Learn, learn how to record. Just take it with a grain of salt. Have fun with it. Right. But writing the songs is the most important part, I think. And put yourself out there. Don't let uh, everybody's going to have a shitty opinion, some shit to say. It's okay to, you know, get bummed out about that, but don't let it get the best of you. Um, don't, don't let it stop you. And just try to stay consistent and persistent and, and make as much music as you can and try to have fun doing it in the process. <laughs>